seven. Hit. Tuck and run. That is the unmistakable sound of football. Adashina Koiki on the A Lot of Sports Talk podcast. This is episode number eight, and this is our first episode on location. We are in the town of Mount Pleasant, Texas, just about 90 minutes east of Dallas, Texas. We are here at the dorms of Northeast Texas Community College, and we are here for the fifth edition of the fourth and one football camp in East Texas. Now, before I tell you more about the camp, I do have to warn you, essentially, that I'm going to put away all my sports objectivity aside because 4th and 1 has been a camp that I personally have been involved in in each of the five years that it has been in existence, and it is a camp that a lot of sports talk has been involved with since 2013. 4th and 1 is a free football camp for high school students from underrepresented groups and low-income families. And it is the only camp in North America to mix athletic training on the football field, SAT and ACT classes, and life skills courses all into the same camp. It is one of the more holistic organizations that you can ever come across. And for five years, 4th and 1 has molded the lives of many high school students and their parents as well. And the founder of the 4th and 1 football camp, his name is Darren Roberts. You may have heard of his story. Darren Roberts, a Mount Pleasant native, Went to the University of Texas. He then went on to Harvard Law School, got his Harvard Law degree. And he did with his Harvard Law degree what many people do with their Harvard Law degrees. Become a football coach. And despite the almost impossible journey that he embarked on, he was able, from Harvard Law School, without any football experience past playing high school football here in Mount Pleasant, he moved his way up the ranks. He coached with the Detroit Lions. He's coached with the Kansas City Chiefs. He's also coached with the Cleveland Browns. And he has come back to Mount Pleasant, Texas, and he started this football camp wanting to give back to his community. And we have a very insightful conversation with the founder of the 4th and 1 football camp, Darren Roberts. That is our first interview in this podcast. Now, this football camp has expanded from Mount Pleasant, Texas to East Lansing, Michigan, where Michigan State University is located. Michigan State University is the host. And Jacksonville, Florida, as well as that camp is sponsored by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Another guest on our show, his name is Dorian Clark. He is an alum of the Jacksonville camp, the inaugural Jacksonville camp in 2013. Dorian is the first fourth and one alumni to be accepted to a division one FBS school for the purposes of football. So we have a conversation with Dorian Clark as well, who graduated from the fourth and one football camp in Jacksonville, Florida, and is getting ready to become a division one FBS player. And our third interview is another very special interview. We have a mother and son interview. Ralph Trey Rivera, who is going to complete his third year at the 4th and 1 football camp here in Mount Pleasant, Texas, joins us to talk about the transformation he has made in his life and why 4th and 1 was so instrumental in the transformation. Not only does he credit 4th and 1 for putting him back on the right track? He, at 15, 16 years old, started his own football camp for elementary school students struggling in the classroom and struggling with personal off-the-football-field issues as well. Trey is joined by his mother, Joy Kimball, for this interview. It's a very special interview. They, together, talk about a lot of the hardships that their family had to go through to persevere and strive. And speaking of the camp that Trey started, the camp is called Camp Strive. They will tell you more about it. They will also tell you more about the one volunteer and mentor that has shaped the family, shaped Trey, and has essentially become part of their family. The volunteers come down to Mount Pleasant, to Jacksonville, up to East Lansing. They take a week out of their lives to come to the fourth and one football camp in each of the three cities. So the Darren Roberts interview starts right now. And we will see you 
at the end of the show. We are pleased to be joined by Darren Roberts, the founder of the 4th and 1 football camp in Mount Pleasant, Texas. And first of all, Darren, I can't thank you enough for first starting the camp and having us being involved in the camp. We're wrapping up year five at the camp. And just what are your thoughts right now as year number five, a nice round number uh, for the <laughs> camp, uh, wraps up? Well, thanks for having me, Addie. We, we've been fortunate to have, you know, a really good five years of bringing in young men from across the country and you know in, in year five it's been it's been really um, good for me to kind of sit back and watch the development of these young men from Sunday when they check in to Friday when they take their last SAT and and are able to see you know the tangible results from their hard work in the classroom and so you know we've been fortunate that NTCC that Jacksonville University and that Michigan State have really allowed us to take over their campuses and offer this service to our student athletes. A lot of people when they know about big-time innovative companies they want to know about the origin and where it started just that first thought, that first idea that popped into the founders' heads as to why they would want to start a company that eventually becomes an innovative company. Uh, what were those initial thoughts, and when did they come to start this football camp? For me, I started having thoughts of this concept in 2009, and during my last year in law school, I worked a series of football camps, you know, LSU, South Carolina, Boston College, and I was trying to get my foot in the door, and so I would go and visit these camps, and there would be anywhere from 300 to 1,000 football players at the camps, and so I thought to myself, well, you know, I, I knew coming from Texas that football was, you know, a hook that you could use to get young men interested in academics and interested in spiritual growth but it really hit me after working those camps I said you know there's an opportunity here to attract young men to an educational setting by using football and in 2010 I just kind of sat down and started you know crafting a blueprint for what I thought a really good week of physical mental and spiritual growth would look like. Um, and since that time, you know, we've tweaked the curriculum quite a bit to offer some workshops and, and leadership development that, you know, we're missing in those first years. But, um, you know, I've just been really impressed with the way that our young men have, have taken to what we offer from a curriculum standpoint. When you sat down and started drafting and creating that plan, was it just you? You know, it was just me. I, I shot a lot of uh, ideas off of my good friend Alfonso Longoria, um, you know, my wife, Vivian Chum, a law school classmate of mine. And, you know, I'd say, hey, Alfonso, what do you think of yoga? Or really, Alfonso bought the idea to me of yoga. Uh, you know, what do you think of having an interviewing class? What do you think of having a cooking class? And I got input from all those sources so that when we crafted the first week of 4th and 1, 2010, it really embodied the collective creativity of a lot of different people. And so I think that if you, if you look at us today in 2014, what we offer in terms of a football camp, and really a life skills camp, is, is unlike anything else that, that you will see in the country. How much of a leap of faith do you think it was to transition from Harvard Law degree, getting ready to take the bar, hmm. to deciding you're going to em embark on a career Obviously, it has no guarantees, but in coaching, with no coaching experience going into uh, that endeavor, it seemed like a one-in-a-million chance. So how much of a leap of faith did you think it was when you started down the coaching ranks? Mm -hmm. The way I approached 
the job hunt was from a standpoint of I just need one yes. So my strategy was to cast a wide net to write as many colleges and NFL teams as possible and to talk to as many coaches as possible in hopes of just getting one head coach to say, okay, I'm going to give you an internship. And, you know, I think oftentimes people will not allow themselves to venture off um, the common path because they're already assuming that people will say no. And a lot of people told me no. I mean, I, I received a hundred times, you know, as many no's as I did yeses. But for me, what was comforting was that I knew I just needed one person to say yes. It didn't matter what team it was. It didn't matter what level, whether it was college or the NFL. If if a head coach called me and said, "Hey, I have a, I have a, an internship for you," then I was going to jump in my Tahoe and I was going to drive to that that place and make sure that I was going to leave an impression. So. Uh, for me, it wasn't a big leap of faith. It was just, it was just a hope that uh, someone would say yes. Once again, talking with Darren Roberts, the founder of the Fourth and One Football Camp, um, you had to deal with hearing a lot of yeses and a lot of noes, or a lot of noes and not a whole lot of yeses. Now, with this camp, you, along with uh, the executive, the board have the control of saying yes and saying no to student-athletes. What do you look for in a student-athlete at 4th and 1? It's a difficult process because we get a lot of applications each year. So we'll receive hundreds of applications each year for approximately 120 slots. So you're looking at 40 student-athletes in each of our three locations. And for us, what becomes most revealing are the essay questions. And that gives us an opportunity to kind of peer into the mindset of the young man that we are considering for the camp and ask ourselves, is, is this a young man who not only is going to take advantage of what we offer, but will he also enhance the guy sitting next to him? So is, is he going to augment the learning of the guy that he's never seen before that's his roommate or that's sitting next to him in a yoga class, is he going to help that guy get better? And that becomes, that makes the process for us a lot easier. And, you know, I think we've been, we've been fairly lucky in that at all the three camps, we've had some extraordinary classes in terms of character, work ethic, and drive. Talk about some of the interactions that you have had with the student-athletes that have made an impact while you have been involved in uh, this camp and these camps in East Lansing and in Jacksonville as well as here in Mount Pleasant. You know, I immediately think of uh, an email that I received a couple of weeks ago from one of our student-athletes in Jacksonville. And you know, he wrote to me that he convinced his cousin to not commit suicide um, because he told him that he had something to live for. And he said in the email that before he attended our camp in Jacksonville, that he really didn't believe that he had anything to live for. So that week gave him the confidence and the hope that, hey, I can do something with my life that's positive. And then he passed that along to his cousin and was able to, to save him from making a bad decision. And you know, when you hear stories like that, it really reminds you that you can't trivialize how much of an impact you can have in the process of one week. And we've been fortunate just to expand our model past the one week where now we have mentor-mentee networks that, you know, are living relationships, you know, on a weekly and a monthly basis. Our student-athletes and their mentees or their mentors are checking in with each other and saying, hey, have you filled out that FAFSA? Have you taken the PSAT? Um, you said you wanted to visit Texas Southern. Have you scheduled that visit? And so we, we hold our young men accountable throughout the year because we know that they want to achieve um, lofty goals, and that's going to require them to be diligent. The origin of this camp is in Mount Pleasant, Texas, here in Mount Pleasant. Mm -hmm. You are from 
Mount Pleasant, Texas. It almost seems as if this camp is a reflection of this town, this city of Mount Pleasant, Texas. So for those that are not familiar with the town of Mount Pleasant, Texas, mm -hmm. would that be a fair assessment that this camp is a reflection of this town of Mount Pleasant? And then describe a little bit about the city of Mount Pleasant, Texas. Yeah, this is, I'm a fifth generation East Texan. And so this is my home and I love this place you know, like no other place um, on the planet. And Mount Pleasant is tucked away in the eastern, northeastern corner of the state of Texas. has roughly 15,000 people. Um, there's an agricultural community here that's vibrant. And in terms of football, it doesn't get better around the state when you're looking at places that really love the sport of football. I mean, this, this is football's king here. That won't change. And when I was growing up, it was apparent to me that this was a special part of the of the world. I mean, the community comes out, it uh, and it, it tries to really nurture and cultivate young men here. So, for me, I had a template for community service that was first formed by my dad, who was a, a Baptist minister and still is to this day. And so I watched him immerse himself in the community, even outside of the church. And I knew that I'd been blessed with some talents that meant, regardless of where I ended up, whether it was Boston or Detroit or Cleveland, I needed to find a way to bring that connection back to East Texas. And I don't, I don't like the term giving back. Um, really, it's just giving. I mean, it, it's, for me, I know that I... I owe a lot of my success to the relationships and the mentorships that I grew here. And so what we're trying to do is recreate those relationships through the camp. It's almost a cliche when people ask the question, where do you see yourself in five years or where do you see uh, your business in five years? What do you expect of this camp in the next five years? At this point in our, in the life of the nonprofit, we're really concerned with making the three camps that we have now the best camps that they could possibly be. So every year we are constantly tweaking the curriculum. We are assessing whether or not we feel like we're really reaching our young men through yoga, through dinner etiquette workshops, through nutritional workshops. Um, with our ACT and our SAT classes, we're constantly searching for ways to improve the model and find ways to form connections. And so five years from now, we're not concerned with expansion. We really want to be known as the best life skills camp in the country, regardless of sport, so basketball, football. If you want your young man to grow as an individual and to gain a worldview beyond what he has now, fourth is one is where you would want to send him. So that's, that's our goal. And you have had student athletes here in Texas come from outside of the state of Texas. So I uh, just want to make sure for our listeners that uh, this football camp is not just shielded uh, to student athletes in Texas, correct? Oh, absolutely, Andy. Absolutely. We've, this year we have a student athlete from Kansas. In past years we've had student athletes from Missouri, from California. Um, we receive applications from, you know, I would say on average, five different states per year and so we're really trying to find the best young men in the country now I will say this because this part I originally started the camp because East Texas is an underserved community the closest large city is Dallas which is 120 miles away so there aren't the amenities of Kaplan Review Services and Princeton Review Services that some larger cities have and so we do a portion or a large part of our classes in East Texas to East Texans. But there are always five or six slots that we keep for the exceptional applicants that we receive from across the country. So we welcome 
applications from from anywhere. How does someone find out about Fourth and One? You know, a couple of ways. One, our our website is a comprehensive resource for looking at our application process, our mission, our curriculum, our fundraising efforts, and also seeing how we can integrate people who want to volunteer um, into our program. So I would say the first stop would be our website. And then secondly, through the website, we have the contact information for former instructors, current instructors. So people who want to get a sense of what we offer, they can reach out to you know, current teachers and, and former instructors through our website and also through our Facebook page. Uh, we have a you know fourth and one um, Facebook page as well as group pages for each one of our three camps: fourth and one East Texas, fourth and one East Lansing, and then fourth and one Jacksonville, as well as you know a fourth and one uh, Twitter and Instagram accounts, and, and the handles for those two accounts are at fourth and one football. Darren Roberts, founder of the fourth and one football camp it has been a pleasure uh doing this interview thank you so very much for joining us and thank you for keeping uh straight face with your best friend to your left <laughs> alfonso longoria your brother in arms uh in this journey as well, well and i just have to say Ali, before i leave that um i'm extremely appreciative to you for devoting five years to this camp since day one and you know you are the one who created the mentor-mentee model that we use that I think has been very successful in helping us, you know, ensure that our young men are reaching their goals on a short and a long-term basis. So we we really appreciate your service. Um, I need to put aside my objectivity uh, to be able to say that it's been a pleasure to be here at 4th and 1. I will root for 4th and 1 more than any other team and organization uh, in the world. Uh, Darren, it's been a pleasure. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank you. This is a simultaneous equations problem. And basically, the idea of a simultaneous equation problem is that you have two variables and two equations, and you need to find both variables. So whereas normally... The most rewarding aspect about the fourth and one football camp is the growth of the student-athletes, not only in the classroom, but off the field as well. Many of the student-athletes that are alums of fourth and one have gone on to college and not have just gone on to college, but also have been able to be a part of the college football program at the college or the university, whether on the FCS level, Division Two, or Division Three. But joining us right now is an alum of the inaugural 4th and 1 football camp in Jacksonville, Florida. His name is Dorian Clark, and he was the first 4th and 1 alum to be accepted to an FBS university to play college football. Dorian Clark was accepted to play college football at the University of Idaho in Moscow, Idaho, and Dorian joins us right now on the A Lot of Sports Talk podcast. Thank you, Dorian, for joining us. And first of all, how are you doing today? How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Uh, you were part of the inaugural football camp in Jacksonville, Florida uh, last year. One year later, what are your fondest memories of the camp? My, well, my fondest memory of the, of the camp was mostly the grind, everything it takes to be successful, and all the good memories I shared with all the nice the members and, and all my friends that I met. Uh, how did you find out about 4th and 1? Well, I actually, I wasn't, I needed to, I needed to score on my ATT, and my, and my head coach was looking for somewhere to go, for me to go tutor, to help me get that score so I can play college ball, and my coach told me about four for one, and I, and I loved the opportunity, and I decided to go. Uh, so you weren't worried about the academic prospect of the fourth and one football camp, that element of fourth and one. So you, were you more focused on the academic part or more focused on the athletic part? Just take me through your mindset as you step onto the campus in Jacksonville. Uh, when I stepped on the campus, I was more focused on academic because I really needed to pass the test. But when, well, once they said it was uh, also football related in the football camp, and it was, it just turned like it was like a, a really great opportunity for me. That I love football, and I know I needed to score. So, what better than to just add football with the camp? So, I felt real safe, and I felt comfortable, and that was kind of my mindset going in to be focused and pay everything in. 
Uh, once again, joined by Dorian Clark, who will be attending the University of Idaho and playing college football. He is in Jacksonville, Florida right now. So football was a bonus, essentially, uh, for you when you went into this camp. That's kind of interesting, given the fact that so many Floridians uh, love football so much, it's almost their life. So I do have to ask you, is football your life? And if it's not, then what defines Dorian Clark? Well, I, I, I do believe football. Is, I, don't, I don't really believe football is my life, but it, but I love the game, and, it, and it's a big part of my life. What's the meaning, or what meaning did you put to having the Jacksonville Jaguars being a supporter, a National Football League team being a supporter of the camp? Oh, that, that was just, that was awesome. Being able to meet meet the coaching staff and a couple of the players and share their journey with us and how they made it and how we have the the best opportunity right now in front of us and it's up to us what we do with it. It was all great. A lot of motivation too. Coach Darren Roberts, uh, who has been a coach in the college level and in the National Football League uh, level, the founder of the 4th and 1 football camp initially in East Texas and has grown and expanded to East Lansing and in Jacksonville, Florida. Your impressions of Coach Roberts and the rest of the coaching staff when you were there? Coach, Coach Roberts is all around. He's great. He's just great. He's a great motivator. He he has a lot of wisdom, and he he's willing to share it with you. He works with you. He's good with people. He's good with kids, and he just a loving person. And also some of the other coaches that you were and volunteers who were able to be with you and coach you and have you under their wing. Just talk about some of the other volunteers that were there on the football field to help you out. One of the volunteers, one of the volunteers that I had a really good relationship with who, who was uh Coach Longoria. He cause he brought another aspect to not just football, but he taught he taught me a lot of stuff like he taught me how to study the game and how to really read up on your favorite players and and just get a lot of just enough to get an edge over everybody else because everybody wanna make it in the NFL, everybody wanna make a lot of money, but it's all about who's gonna do what other 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 people are not willing to do. So he really taught me about the edge and everything. Another person from the camp volunteer was the yoga the yoga trainer actually, and she really helped me with my flexibility, and I still do her yoga training to to this day. Uh, what were your impressions of yoga the first time you tried it? The first time. First time I tried yoga. Yeah, first time. What did you think of it? Oh, uh, at first time I tried yoga, it was kind of it was kind of difficult for me at first. But the more we did it, it, it started becoming real comfortable, and I started feeling like great after every workout. So it, just, it was awesome. Once again, joined by Dorian Clark, a fourth and one alumni who will be attending the University of Idaho in Moscow, Idaho. And I do have to ask you, before being accepted to the University of Idaho, uh, did you ever hear of a Moscow, Idaho? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You did? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, what did it mean for the University of Idaho to extend the offer and you accept it? So what was that day like when everything was signed, sealed, delivered? Well, when I first got the call from Coach Hartman, my uh, recruiter in the Jacksonville area, and he told me you know, I had an offer from the school and that they really, they really would love for me to come in and help the program and everything. It just felt great because that was my first offer, my very first FBS offer, and it, just, it was a it just felt great, and I just felt like all my hard work was paying off, and I really want to thank the Purple Warren for helping me get to where I am today. What was the reaction of your family? Oh, man, they, they, was, they was happy. My mom was in tears because she knew, she knew it was a long journey, and my family was very proud of me. Your mom was in tears. Were you in tears at one point? It, it kind of hit me the next day. I, was, I, I shed a couple tears. Yeah. Next day, yeah. Uh, are you a person that uh, sheds tears in public, or you keep it to yourself? Well, yeah, I, I kind of, I really don't. I'm, I'm really not really, really emotional about things, but you know, I, I don't think I really, I don't look really around for people. <laughs> uh, once again, we are talking <laughs> with Dorian Clark. Uh, fourth and one alumni, and will attend the University of Idaho in Moscow, Idaho. 
During that inaugural camp, at the end of the camp, there's an award given to the student athlete that most exemplifies the mission statement and the meaning of the fourth and one football camp. And you were selected by the volunteers as the person at the camp who most exemplifies the meaning of fourth and one. And with that, uh, you went to Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. So, Tell me about that experience overseas and in the Middle East. Oh, that, that experience! I can't, I can't even describe how exciting that that travel was. It was, it was great. Just learning about different cultures and um, meeting a lot of great people. Had you ever traveled overseas before then? No, sir. Actually, I never left the state of Florida until my official visit to Idaho. That's my only time leaving the state of Florida. So when I went to Dubai, it was like it was overwhelming. <laughs> the only time you have left the state is when you've gone to Idaho and when you've gone to the United Arab Emirates. Yes, sir. Oh wow, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, what surprised you the most about being in Dubai? Yeah, all those t- t- tall buildings and everybody's real nice and respectful and it is huge nice buildings beautiful water it's a, a beautiful place to be what was hotter the weather in florida or the weather in dubai uh, I, I, I had to say florida i gotta keep it with florida <laughs> it was it's hotter in florida I, I believe so yeah so it was a vacation for you weather-wise going to dubai sure it was a vacation for you in terms of the weather yes all right. All right. Uh, Dorian Clark, an alumni of the fourth and one football camp in Jacksonville, Florida, now off to the University of Idaho. Dorian, it has been a pleasure talking with you, and we will definitely catch up with you down the road. Thank you so very much for sharing your insight about the fourth and one football camp, and we will definitely, again, talk with you down the road. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hands to your shins. Arch the back. Stick your rear out. And down, take your right foot back, left foot, downward facing dog. Wrapping up the fifth edition of the 4th and 1 football camp in Mount Pleasant, Texas. And we have a couple of very special guests. One is, I would have to say, the face of the 4th and 1 football camp in East Texas, Mr. Ralph Troy Rivera. And I am joined to his left by an even more special guest. His mother, Joy Kimball, and we thank you so very much for joining us. And I am going to disobey manners and etiquette, and I'm going to start with the male first. So my apologies, Joy. Uh, Ralph, Trey, sorry. Uh, You're finishing year three. What are your perspectives right now after finishing the third year of the fourth and one football camp? Must be surreal. (laughs) It's it's very surreal. It's. It's me continuing my path on the road to success, wherever that may lead, and continuing to pursue my dream as well as my Red River Ball and never stray away from my path, but it's also creating connections with my family here and with the people that I hold so dear to my heart and always going to be my mentors and be there for me to help support me. What is your dream? My dream is eventually to become a doctor of physical therapy and also get my camp, Camp Strive, to be the number one kids camp in all of America and hopefully the world. I do have to follow up with Camp Strive. Just tell me what it's all about, what it stands for, and how 4th and 1 has influenced you in reaching out to the community and starting this organization. Oh, definitely, definitely. Camp Strive is a camp for middle schoolers that was created after my first year at 4th and 1. I thought to myself, man, 4th and 1 is helping out with so many high school student athletes. I want to help out with middle school kids so they get that chance before, you know, they, they get through bad luck or they, they're having a hard time. I grew up losing my father at nine years old and after that event it marked a change in my life that I honestly could never forget and so starting the camp it was for kids that were underprivileged 
in the worst parts of the Liberty County area. And doing this, it shared also a story of my own, how I grew up without money, how I grew up with hardship, losing so many people in my life, and eventually coming to fourth and one and regaining my confidence and regaining my success story. And I would actually like to bring my mother in to help me with the camps drive because she is she has been helping me through it. I'm the secretary. She's my secretary, <laughs> and in general, she's been my biggest supporter and my biggest fan. And I hold her so dear to me. And I I couldn't live without her, honestly. Uh, we will talk about your secretary job a little bit uh, later. But Joy, just to be able to hear your son express those thoughts. What are, the, what are the thoughts that come to your mind when you see your son express himself in that manner and talk about all of the different tr- hardships that you as a family have gone through? Um, I guess the, the first one that comes to mind is pride. Um, just, you know, I know I'm, it's a personal struggle for me too, and, and we share the same uh, struggle, so it's just pride. I mean, I'm so proud of everything that he's accomplished. We, we all, I always say, you know, I feel like I don't deserve him. You know that he uh, he's the epitome of everything I would want a son to be, and a friend, a mentor. He's a teacher, you know, and uh, uh, just pride and uh, grace. I guess is the the other word I would use. I know you had expected, or at least I would think you would have expected the growth in Trey in these manner of a few years with the camp and with uh, just becoming a man, becoming someone that is more assured of himself. As a mom, it's almost an insult for me to maybe ask this. Are you even a little surprised at the, I would have to say, given what I'm hearing from Trey, the rapid transformation into becoming the son that you have foreseen for many years? Um, you know, as a mom, you you always want the best for your kids, and you always we put on uh, mom goggles, so we see our kids in a certain light or a certain way, and you know sometimes that's not who they really are and how they really are. Um, the the rapid growth that I've seen, I, I can directly attribute it to fourth and one. And the reason that I say that and I continue to say it is because it's the mentorship. It's the day-to-day. It's the phone calls. It's the, you know, hey, how are you doing? How's your vocabulary on your SATs? You know, where are you going this week? What camp are you at? And, uh, you know, as a parent, I can do so much. But as, you know, you can tell your kids all day long, hey, I'm really proud of you. You're doing great. But sometimes they need to hear it from somebody else. And so the rapid growth that I see in my son, I really directly attribute it to fourth and one in the organization. Joy, I'm going to stay with you. I'm talking with Joy Kimball and Trey Rivera at the fourth and one football camp, mother and son, and student athlete, along with being uh, the son as well. How much faith did you have in the camp when you sent Trey off to the camp before season one well the biggest factor (laughs) when I found the camp online was my son wanted to play football and I couldn't afford it and it was a free camp and I said well you know there there's a process and you've got to apply and you've got to be accepted and um, I really just thought it was just a camp in a small town you know with some people that came out and you know just put on a football camp I never expected for him to come and take an SAT, to prep for an SAT, to learn how to sew, <laughs> you know, to, um, to be a leader, to um, develop a skill set that, you know, I know that if I'm not there, 
truly the skill set he's learned from fourth and one, he could take care of himself. Trey, have you sewn anything for your mother? <laughs> I would love to, but <laughs> I thought she learned. I learned, but she just won't let me in her sewing room. <laughs> now, why is that? Um, well, he he actually has sewn for himself, okay. but not for mom. He he uh, fixed some patches on his pants, but I'm just very particular about my sewing room. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I'm particular about certain rooms and places as well. And equipment, I agree with you, Mom. Right. Uh, Trey, during this banquet, we're at the end of the 4th and 1 end of camp banquet. Your SAT score between the very beginning of the camp to the very end of the camp rose by almost 400 points. How much of a sense of pride do you have knowing that from Monday to Friday that you increased your score by that much? What went through your mind when you heard that? You achieved it. Pretty much a sense of surprise and just a sense and knowing that I have a greater capacity than what I put forth myself the first time. And to retake it and see how well I've done just in less than a week to increase by almost 400 points. And not only increase by 400 points, but increase in my intellectual capacity. And it it really hits you. It, it shows you that you're better than you put yourself out to be, and you're better than what other people say you are. And when you, when you, when you get those scores and you see how much of a big obstacle you've come over to learn day in and day out from morning jogs to three hours of SAT prep it it shows you that the human mind is so much more than what we all put it out to be and to me honestly I'm just so thankful I could increase that score by so much in such a little time but also increasing my vocabulary increasing what is to be my future. I don't know about you, Joy, but if I was a father, I'd be crying right now. Just hearing Trey just express those thoughts, it's just amazing to hear. And another thing that a lot of people may gather from this interview is you are well put together. And you have a great broadcast voice. And you pause. And you express you're going to take my job soon. <laughs> I feel terrible. <laughs> but it is a pleasure to be here once again here at the 4th and 1 football camp. Again, we are joined by Joy Kimball and Trey Rivera, mother and son, uh, that have been with the 4th and 1 football family for the past three years. And I want to get back to Camp Strive and your secretary duties. Uh, explain those secretary duties. I I'm going to believe that it's more than just taking calls <laughs> and taking messages down. Well, you know, it is. It's a lot of that. Um, Camp Strive, it, it stands for building strong, thriving, uh, inspirational, um, I'm sorry, strong, thriving, respectful, inspirational, valuable, educated young, young men. And... Um, our goal is really what Trey said, which is uh, to give young kids in our community that need someone to talk to, a mentor, even if it's just, you know, going to their baseball game, you know, because sometimes kids don't even have that. And um, my job is really just, you know, to keep it organized and uh, to, I, we really help him to, to kind of seek out some of the opportunities with the kids in the community. But... Um, it's work, but it's a lot of fun. How do people find out about Camp Strive? Well, we have a Facebook. It's uh, Camp Strive. And then, but for the most part, what we do is we actually go door to door 
and we knock on doors in the community. Um, we go in, you know, if we're invited inside, then we go inside and we talk with families about, um, you know, what we're about and what we'd like to do. And then we also um, partner with a sister uh, nonprofit in our area, and they kind of get the word out. And then we have parents that may call and say, hey, you know, I've got my son is struggling and, you know, we just need a mentor who, who might be able to come out and talk with them. And I always put them in touch with Trey first and he visits. And then um, if it's something he can't handle, then we have a, a kind of a little volunteer group of uh, adults that come in. And But uh, Trey's basis for it is really peer-to-peer -peer mentoring, you know, where he's been there already. And he can help, you know, kind of help them with some of their emotional obstacles. How many people have volunteered for the camp? You mentioned some people have, that you go door to door and knock right. on the door, door to door. How many people are on that staff doing the groundwork and the grunt work and doing that? We have about 10 volunteers that actually come out and do that. Um, and, of course, you know, it's us as a family. We family first, and then we kind of grab friends as we go. And uh, and then Trey's also had some friends from his school that have expressed a big interest in wanting to go out and volunteer with him. And uh, they actually came out and did our camp drive with us this year. So it was so, it was great to have that turnout. Trey, uh, do you want to ask you about one of the specific volunteers at the camp that you have really – growing close to Miss Vivian Chum. She is the executive director of the 4th and 1 camp. She's a federal lawyer in Washington, D.C. Describe the relationship with you and Vivian. Words are, words are hard to grasp on this one because from the first year when I was shy, to the last year when it's my senior year, the last time a, a bond has just been created. And it's given not only me, but her as well, the opportunity to bring forth just basically the love, the, the feeling that she's, she's joined our family and that she is, she's, she's helped me so much and helped me with goals that I didn't think that were possible. She, we, we've grown such a, a close relationship because in my, my times of need, I've needed a supporter when I just feel like I can't go to my mom, which I know I always can. Sometimes I just, when I can't feel like that, she she texts me and we talk about it and she's she's there for me she she's it's it's just a powerful feeling it's you know i I'd, I'd do anything for miss vivian chum because she truly is a wonderful person and just both of our loves of the community and wanting to give back has become so strong and that's what brings us together and relates us as a mentor and a mentee. Do you have any words to add, Joy? <laughs> um, I feel like trying a little bit, you know, I always choke up. Uh, she is just the world to us. She, um, She's just one of those people that she calls, she texts, she, you know, she and she invites you to do things, and she invites you into her life, which makes it easy for you to, you know, to invite her into yours. Um, she is truly a supporter, a mentor, a friend, a cheerleader. Uh, she wears a lot of hats, so we're so proud to call her our friend. I think this is the perfect way to uh, end this interview. Joy Kimball. Trey Rivera, I thank you so very much for joining us. And even before the end of the interview, I do have to mention the talent show and your dancing <laughs> skills and where you got them from. You were doing the robot, essentially, a His couple dad. of days ago. Oh, really? His dad was a great dancer. <laughs> yes, he, he was a great dancer. And 
I guess it's in the blood. It's <laughs> <laughs> that simple of an explanation. It's in right, the blood. Right. Okay. Trey, I thank you so very thank much you, for thank joining you us. Joy, I thank, thank you, you so, so much very for much having for, us. Oh, no problem. Appreciate it. We thank you so so very much for listening to three amazing stories from four amazing people. Uh, we're about to leave the fourth one football camp, and that really makes us sad. But before we go, we have one extra special guest here. He is one of the volunteers that has come to Mount Pleasant and has come here every year. Is that right? Or four? Yeah, every, every year, year. Every year. His name is Jake Joseph, entrepreneur, clothier, jakejosephco.com. And first of all, Jake, thank you so very much for joining us. And what do you do here at this camp? So I'm a life skills instructor and I teach a dress to impress class along with a general hygiene course. And you realize that I've been in your class three, four years, and you know you're the most popular volunteer here, right, with the students. That's very kind to say. Um, People really take a lot away from the class, and I think these young kids want to put on their best, and it's always a great opportunity for them to get the basics from uh, someone different outside of their circle. Now, what are some of the things that you teach specifically in your class? Generally, we like to keep the fashion tips pretty basic, but we teach them how to dress properly for interviews or special occasions, um, and also how to groom. We think grooming is very important from flossing down to nail care. Talk about your company, jakejosephco.com. So we specialize in consumer goods and specifically making, uh, right now, specifically making the best underwear out there. We make an underwear that doesn't lose its elasticity and you know can handle the washer and dryer. Uh, Jake, it's been a pleasure for you to come here all five years to know you as a friend you are just a very special person you're very special to the student athletes and i need to go to the website and buy some underwear do you have a size 38 waist we have plenty for you we'll (laughs) even do a little monogram for you on Uh, there are you serious see this is why you need to be involved in fourth and one for people like jake joseph uh jake thank you so very much for joining us thank you for having me i appreciate your friendship too and thank you so very much for the listeners out there listening to this podcast we will see you next Next week for more amazing interviews on the A Lot of Sports Talk podcast. Until then, my name is Adeshina Koike. You have yourself a great day, a great afternoon, and a great evening. Take care.